2: Tonight on Business Life banking and finance analyst Dr. Benjamin Amua calls for an audit of electronic transfer levy architecture as Ghana ranked second in Africa with 100% growth in mobile money services.
3: That's a conversation that we must, you know, keep having from time to time. But before we will think of a reduction in e-levy, a proper audit of the system must be conducted.
2: Also, tax consultant Francis Timoboy advises G.R.A. to implement EVAT system to end allegation of harassment against traders.
4: We can only call on the G.R.A. officials to be more professional in their dealings. And again, taxes are what is due the states. G.R.A. did not pass the law.
2: And interest rates continue to surge on the money market despite the government securing a marginal under subscription of Treasury bills. These and more coming up shortly. Please stay with us. Thanks so much for choosing us. Now, banking and finance lecturer at the University of Ghana Business School, Dr. Benjamin Amwa, is calling for an audit of the electronic transfer levy architecture. According to him, the levy appears to be more of a retail-level tax, a reason why the revenue generated does not match the mobile money transactions. Ghana lays second behind Cote d'Ivoire in Africa in terms of growth of mobile money services, according to the 2023 Oxford Economics Africa report. However, the significant growth in mobile money services is not translating into huge revenue from e-levy. Speaking to Joy business, Dr. Amwa said it is important to audit the levy to know the way forward.
3: That's a conversation that we must you know, keep having from time to time. But before we will think of a reduction in e-levy, a proper audit of the system must be conducted. And we must also come to address or to accept the fact that it is appearing that the e-levy is more of a retail-level tax that has to be paid and not the corporate entities, because the corporate entities will always have the opportunity to make a claim for whatever expense they have incurred by way of e-levy when they file their tax returns. But at the individual level, like you and I, we don't have the opportunity to keep a record of whatever transaction we made by way of e-levy and how much you are paid by way of e-levy to make a tax refund for. We don't have the capacity. We don't have the skill set to do that. But the corporate entities have that. And the corporate entities are the same group of entities that transact heavily in terms of the e-levy, the amount. So realize that I want to see huge transactions by way of Mongo, but it will not easily translate into the e because the corporate bodies will always have the benefits of making a claim for whatever tax they are paid by way of e as a cost input in their you know uh, production process. But the individuals will not be able to do that. And that is how come we are having huge values of electronic, or say, sorry, mobile money transactions, but it's not really, really translating to e What we need to look at is to first audit the system. Once we audit the system, we'll get closer to know what is happening in the E-Levy architecture. Then we can make a case as to whether we should keep the rate or to reduce the rate. But if you look at how much we need as a country in terms of revenue, it will be very unwise for the government to abolish or cancel the e
2: Dr. Benjamin Amwa also said despite the growth of mobile financial services, banking services will continue to dominate the financial space.
3: There's no way mobile financial services will and will take over the growth of banks. Banks will still be banks and we will need banks to grow our economies and to manage our finances. So it is just a product that has been added onto the existing products that banks used to provide. The only thing is that this time around, the originator of the product happens to be the telcos. Okay. But the telcos themselves are not financial institutions. They are not licensed to be receiving deposits and be creating loans out of the deposits. The telcos are not set up to that. The banks are set up If you look at the infrastructure to move money around, the banks have the infrastructure better than the, telcos. the only advantage of the telcos is that they have the technology and they have the reach. So the telcos provide the reach to those who have been cut out mm. in terms of providing means of receiving right. and for effective payment. Right. And then also for those who are underbanked. So that right. is where the telcos have the advantage. It's about partnership. So long as the banks can partner the telcos, it's will win-win situation for all.
2: Moving on, activities at the country's ports are picking up in terms of container traffic. This is based on the latest data covering economic activities in the country for the third quarter of this year. George Riafi has more.
1: Based on Bank of Ghana's data ending July this year, 57,000 containers came through the country's ports. What makes these latest numbers interesting is that it represents a significant increase from what was recorded in January this year. The numbers showed that port activities reached as lowest for this year and even since the pre-pandemic era. However, what has been recorded is still far lower than what we had in the pre-pandemic levels that is January 1, 2021. At that time, 70,000 containers came through the country's ports. This should mean that we still have a long way to go in terms of saying that activities have improved significantly in the country's ports. For some, this latest development could be linked to arguments that economic activities are indeed picking up or the economy might be on that path to recovery. Again, we- be the implications of this on revenue mobilization despite concerns raised about high level of taxes at the pots well some have argued that it could impact positively on taxes for the next half of this year if this trend is sustained
2: now the aboseo Kain spare parts dealers have given the government and the ghana revenue authority a two-week ultimatum to reverse some decisions taken to ensure tax compliance and enforce its invigilation exercise. The spare parts dealers have described the exercise as intimidating and disrespectful to traders. Head of communications at the association, Tichi Adu said the GRA must stop harassing traders who are doing legitimate business in the markets. <laughs>
5: Well, we understand there are a lot of issues with respect to tax compliance in our part of the world. Within some few days, we've been seeing some in some parts of the country, that is Kumasi to be precise. We're here at Abusilkai, where we understand there is some sort of closure of shops. I'm here with some members of the Aboselkai Spare Parts Association to know what exactly is the issue here. Um, let me understand what you guys basically embarking on today. Okay, we just embark on strike. We ask our members
6: to close all down shops because GRA, you're having an exercise, that's compliance exercise, which they will station a members or of offices and one supervisor. That makes three to come and stay in our shop. That's the reason why we say we don't want. So we say we are kicking against the exercise. We don't allow GRA to ask somebody to come and sit in your shop. For what reason? Just in the name of tax. No, that's not the way we use to mobilize tax for government. No. So we are saying say, the government need to halt it for now, this exercise, or we want to give the government two weeks ultimatum. If we didn't hear anything from the government and GRA, seriously demonstrate against the government and GRA. That's what we are about. To, we, are, we intended to do. In then, two weeks time, we are paying our tax already. So I don't see the reason why GIRA to see this policy, as they are saying, say it's act of parliament. And parliament pass the law, so and so and so forth. We don't care. That's we are saying. Say they need to go back to review the, their policy back again tax policy need to review it again because this session is not helping traders at all. Because they want to start this sector and this sector of Ghana, they kick against it. They came to a So we are not going to allow our members to do so. And if they, they want to go ahead to do so, we
5: we'll treat them as aliens, criminals. Right. So let me come to you, General Secretary, Shrine. in your release, you made mention of the fact that you guys are being intimidated. What exactly is it about?
2: They are sitting on our rights putting somebody in our shop, I don't think that is the best. That will not help us because it's going to bring pressure on us. Already we are paying the tax. We are tax compliance. We are already paying the tax. We are already uh, collecting the VAT for government. We are doing it already. We are not saying we don't do it. We are not doing it. We are doing it. So why are you giving us pressure? A lot of people are not registered for that. There are few people who have done that. You are putting the pressure on them. And it's not the best. We are saying that we, we will not accept anybody in our shop.
5: We've seen all this going on. One may ask, have you written to the government officially? Have you written to other authorities that matter? We met Jari two weeks ago at Octagon Berlin. The same
6: issue, we we'll talk about the same issue. It seems Jared, they don't hear, they don't listen. Who told them this issue. They say, "Oh, go! Oh, they are going to work on it." We hear from them last week. Look at the letter they are issuing, secret all over the place. Means that they don't respect traders because we don't wear tie like you people. Can, because our clothes are very dirty, so there's no respect for Abusokan. There's no respect for spare parts. But look at the taxes can't spare parts paying to the government annually.
5: You will not believe it. Listen. So if you don't listen, what do we do? eat on the streets. These spare dealers here at Abosokai today had to close their shops for an hour. That is from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. this morning. And this is basically due to the fact that they feel they've been intimidated by the Ghana Revenue <sharp inhale> Authority. Also, they are calling on government to review some of these tax policies and also taxes as well. In fact, they're actually calling for a scrap of some of these taxes that, according to them, is affecting... Their operations, and also they are giving governments two weeks, two weeks, or to, to, to have all these issues addressed, for them to have some sort of space to operate. Else, they may have their shops being closed for some period of time. For Joy Business, James Ishen.
2: Meanwhile, a tax consultant, Francis Timoboy, is urging the Ghana revenue authority to be professional in ensuring tax compliance. According to him, implementing the EVAT system and educating the informal sector on the importance of tax compliance will end the G R A Guta impasse.
4: Only well, we call on the G R A officials to be more professional in their dealings. And again, taxes are what is due the state. GRE did not pass the law. But if you're operating in an environment where the economy is very informal, ensuring tax, tax compliance is very difficult. So it gets to a point where the officers will have to, you know, be more violent and also um, exercise some discretion. But in this instance, we if GRE is able to be more professional, I mean the officers, if they act more professionally, they can they can you know do their work and then proceed with that i don't think that the, what the traders are saying including the protests will solve the problem the law is clear if you sell you are supposed to issue a voting invoice and this is this this law was passed by parliament the problem that we have had is that those in the informal sector they are more unstructured they are hidden and they are invisible so sometimes you need to be a little bit aggressive in order to ensure that the law that parliament has passed is enforced. Globally, tax administrators have difficulty in, in enforcing tax laws in an informal sector. But I, I believe that if GRA does more of education and also engagement, and possibly exercise more professionalism, we can get the informal sector being compliant with the tax laws that we have in Ghana.
2: You're still watching Business Live here on the Joining's channel with me, Beverly Broome. Let's do some more stories now. As government continues with its plans to allow ADB take over the National Investment Bank, some financial observers have argued that the two banks.
0: Tax day is coming. Oh no! But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a three percent match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh. Yeah. Sign up at robinhoodcom slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you got the most. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.
1: Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad, ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva RAM 1500, hecha para vivir. RAM es una marca registrada de FCI
2: USLRC. hence be Let's go on Zoom and speak to former finance minister Seth Thank you so much, uh, sir, for your time here. Do you think that a takeover of NIB by ADB will be a strategic move that will restore the financial strength of these banks?
7: Well, thank you very much. I think this issue has been discussed for quite some time now. And um, the main elements that has been discussed is that even if it is warranted, it should go to Parliament. Uh, Because both institutions were established by an act of parliament on behalf of the people of Ghana. The government of Ghana invested in those institutions. And so the tendency where we have had a lot of things being done outside parliament, including some off budget expenditure and the rest, you know, is uh, what uh, one of the critical points that is being raised. Uh, The second point is that. You know, uh, we had NIB, NIB that was a development bank of Ghana, you know, and it still is, to the extent that its mandates have not, you know, changed. You know, so uh, what was the point in, you know, setting up another development bank with resources, you know, uh, without currency as to uh, its promulgation, like the other banks like GCB and the rest, you know, uh, without you know Parliament. So, uh, what was the rationale why well, we're using the SDR and other you know, institutions? Now, the other reasons being given, being the weak state of NIB, um, is to a large extent untenable because uh, we have had you know the banking sector and the uh, particularly the um, <coughs> road sector are uh, being included in what has come to be known as ESLA, the Energy Sector Ladies Act. You know, if it's a matter of refinancing, you know, we all know those flows should have been used, you know, to, you know, to channel because government is also the largest, you know, uh, 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 creditor debtor, you know, to these banks through contractors who are going to borrow. So just as was done with the other banks and VRA, the ESLA should have been used. You know, uh Six seven years on, we want to liquidate you know, a bank for which you know this easy solution would have you know been been uh, better. And then the the, the uh, other main points one would want to you know to make is that um, these banks are established for a purpose, and I think it's important that we do things transparently through the procurement laws, you know, and others. We have had previous experiences where the structure. Of uh, the uh, gut, uh, CBG and others have, have remained, you know, in doubt as to the mechanism that is being used. So, I do support, you know, the fact that even if it becomes necessary, and for the fact that some of these would have been prevented, it should be something that should go to Parliament.
2: Right, so. uh, Mister Tepper, do you support those who make the point uh, that the two banks must be supported differently to pursue their unique reasons for the affirmation? So, for example, ADB will focus on agriculture.
7: Yes, that's the purpose of ADB, and if you want to change its mandate, then go to Parliament and let us understand how come a great is. No- trying
0: to protect your identity by yourself is a lot like trying to be a quarterback without an offensive line lifelock alerts you to blindside threats you may miss on your own even if you're monitoring your credit if a threat happens to get through a dedicated u.s-based restoration specialist is there to help join now and save up to 25 percent your first year at lifelock.com aware that's lifelock.com aware to save 25 percent lifelock identity theft protection starts here
3: this new wendy's frosty flavor is way too exciting to keep under wraps it's a brand-new, first-of-its-kind flavor. Get this. Pumpkin Spice. I know, right? It's so good. It's rich. It's cozy. It's the perfect flavor for some fall frosty time. Watch. Everyone will see it and jump on the bandwagon. Grab a never-before-seen Pumpkin Spice Frosty or Pumpkin Spice Frosty Cream cold brew today when you choose wisely. Choose Wendy's.
0: Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's. Vanilla Frosty is temporarily unavailable.
7: Hello there. You know, uh, so important that to be subsumed in the general financing It's true. You can argue that the other banks, you know, also do, you know, financing for Greek and whatever. But besides that, you know, a Greek remains important. It's true that services are still led Greek, but if we were to follow the path of value addition, as was being envisaged, as has been envisaged in many instances, a Greek will rebound. A Greek, and it's just like industry. When you talk about industry. We have raw materials, but industry is not the raw materials. It's, industry is a value addition to that. So yes, the financing of value addition and the financing, you know, of even core agriculture still remains a very important mandate, you know. After it's still the you know, third largest, you know, uh, second largest uh sector of the economy and it has great potential. And so to have that education is important. And as I said, um y- you know, what's what's the point in adding it to NIB? Is it because we now have a development bank? Uh, Shouldn't NIB have been a development bank to begin with? You know, so the whole thing is... And these are the issues that need to be discussed, you know, with public officials attending to parliament, the committees of parliament, so that, you know, the right discussions can be had in.
2: Right, let me take your your thoughts on uh, those who say that private investors must be allowed to invest in NIB and own some shares of the bank?
7: You know, the you your question?
2: Hello, Mr. Tepe.
7: Yes, I can hear you.
2: Yes, I'm asking of your view about uh, thoughts that investors must be allowed to invest in NIB and own some shares of the bank.
7: I still think that is only parliament that can take that decision. And it right. will justified before parliament. You know, anything that is done by Parliament, if you want to unwind it, you go to Parliament and give reasons why you want to unwind it. I think it's as simple as that, you know, and so, uh, and moreover, uh, I would reserve my comments for that until we get justification, because government has significant investment, you know, and government, as I said earlier on, owes a lot of, uh, most of the, the loans that we're taking, you know, or significant portion of the loans that we're taking, we're taking you know, for contracts for which there is a sla. So how come we have diminished a Now Light is part of DDE, and we bring what the management and others when government itself, you know, should have salvaged it. So I think for all these reasons, you know, we must go to parliament and we'll make the case in parliament.
2: Right. Let's switch uh, to another issue. Do you think uh, that governments will pass the first IMF review exercise of Ghana's program?
7: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain, you know, that, uh, you know, this government can pass ahead because if you look at, you know, the requirements, the requirements are mainly ongoing requirements. For example, let me give you, uh, there are a lot of them, but let me give you three of them. The first three is, you know, uh, or the one says finalize the comprehensive stock tick of payables accumulated by NDAs. You know, design a payable clearance plan, you know, and lay out a structural reform plan. This was to be done by end of June. This is a contract database, you know, which, you know, the MAMA administration started and which was taught. But I take note also of the fact that in 2020, the status of contracts and things were published. And the nation was owing 77 billion, out of which 23 billion was paid, right, leaving about 53 billion. Then come 2022 when the report, the second report was published for 2021. You know, um, the amount went down through payments, but also through a device where part of the arrears were bundled and then added to the to debt, which is part of the debt exchange. There should have been transparency on all these issues so that we know, you know, uh, uh, what was going on. So for the reason that this is something that was ongoing, it can be met, and government has been publishing. So it will be a matter of, you know, further, you know, that is required.
3: Right. And
7: then publish a middle-term revenue strategy approved by cabinet. This is also, was also ongoing. The revenue reform strategy, if you recall, started with the creation of GRE in 2009. The integration of IRS and VAT, you know, down the lane, you know, we had that, so we have the domestic tax division, and then we have the uh, domestic tax division and the customs division together with the support services, you know, division. Remember ICOMS, West Blue, and the others, these were ongoing reforms, so why did we stop them, you know, to the extent that we are being required now to set up ITACs, which was going to be the next phase of those reforms. So again, these are no new things. Uh, the, the, the it's a matter of just polishing what was abandoned, you know, and then, you know, re repositioning it, and it is that in the world bank who provided technical assistance for some of what you know, we are talking about, and then it comes to accounts payable, and it talks about, you know, bringing back or finalizing the NDAs that should have been a gift you know, this involves some of the, uh, if you remember what we're calling my uh, interface Migration or whatever. So these are no new requirements. At least most of the requirements that have to be met before uh, the end of June and then even end of September and I dare say December are things which are you know ongoing. Right. So uh, much of it is a plan, and the implementation would be you know probably for next year, you know, and then the following year when administration would have. So I'm of the view that to the extent that these were ongoing projects that should have been finished you know, four or five years ago, then it is feasible. Right. Okay. Just yeah.
2: What are some of the key issues you think the IMF team will raise concerns about in this first review? Briefly Well
7: the the, the, the main issues is that they were, you know the the requirements which are reading are the issues of
2: concern
7: right but when the agreement you know was, was brought. So right now, as I said, both the fund and the World Bank, African Development Bank, were providing technical assistance for these things already before they were truncated or you know delayed. You know, so their concern would be with the extent to which these things had to be done, and for that reason, they have been very specific. Let me give you just two, since since we are running briefly. Central yes.
2: On mute
7: for me. Talk to what we spoke about, payables to government, what we spoke about. You know, so there are specific requirements in the IMF program which are related to what I just said. And so their concern would be: if any of these things are not done, right? If any of these things are not done, then they cannot go to the board. But I don't see the reason why. These things cannot be done.
2: Right. For
7: example, the stock quarterly flows or build-up clearance payable to independent power producers. These are things which you know the ministries have done regularly. You know for a long time since the most mama decision.
2: Right. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Tepe uh, for your time here with us on Business Live. Now, moving on, interest rates continue to surge on the money market despite the government securing a marginal undersubscription of Treasury bills. That's according to the auction result from the Bank of Ghana. Here's more.
8: Yield on the 364-day bill shot up to 32.8% from the 32.5% recorded the previous week. Also, the 91 day T bill went up by 0.2% to 28.5%. That of the 182 day bill also inched up to 30.9% from the 30.6% the previous week. Meanwhile, the government got 2.49 billion CDs from the sale of the T bills, approximately. 2.7 percent of the subscription of the targeted amount. A chunk of the bills came from the 91-day T bills. About 1.88 billion CDs of the bids were tendered.
2: And that's our show for tonight. For more business news, you can log on to myjoyonline.com/business. Thank you so much for your time. I am Beverly Broom. Enjoy the rest of our programs.